Hello, and welcome to the Catonsville Chamber of Commerce podcast. I'm Karen Paris. And I'm Mary Pless. And today we're here with Tom Quirk from Retirement Investment Group. Hello, Tom. Good afternoon. It's good to see you both. It's great to see you. And we're so excited to talk to you today about your business. So, but before we do that, Tom, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Catonsville. Are you originally from here? No, but my parents both grew up in Irvington. Okay. And um, Is that close enough, Mary? It's, um, clo- well, no. <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple miles down the road. Okay. I think we're going to give it to them. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And, and a lot of my um, uncles, for example, went to Cardinal Gibbons or Mount St. Joe. My mom and my aunts went to Seton or at that time Keogh. Right. And so a lot of people okay. from Cadenceville, those are uh, very, fairly popular choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom got married, had the kids, moved out to Arnold. We moved back to Cadensville back in uh, 2001. And okay, have been great. There since, you know. Great. And so um, when did you decide to open up your business here in Cadensville? Well, I started in the business in 1994. Um, and then once I opened up my own independent company back in 2007 mm-hmm. is when I set up shop in, in Cadensville on Frederick Road. And since then, have had three different office locations um, since we've been independent since 2007. And where are you right now in Catonsville? Right now, I own a, a house, which is it looks like a residential home, but it's actually in an office at the corner of Homehurst mm-hmm. Avenue and Frederick Road. So I always tell everybody, in between the McNabb Funeral Home and the McDonald's right. okay. is where my office is. <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows that, you yeah. know. Great. And you're living here in Catonsville, too, now. Yeah, I live in Oella, mm-hmm. and so only about four miles away from the office, which mm-hmm. is nice from a commute standpoint. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so you do retirement investments, and so everybody must be saying, Tom, what's going on? It's a tough time. This year, is a, it's a tough market. I mean, not only just with the market, you know, typical worries about inflation and or recessions, for example, but then obviously we have all these geopolitical concerns that mm-hmm. are just endless concerns, whether it's Ukraine and Russia war, which has really upset a lot of things, whether it's China, do they invade Taiwan or not, um, whether it's China locking down because of COVID. Um, so it's, there's a lot of things to worry about, not only just the normal stuff, but you get into you know, real extreme worries like a global famine or you know, a, nucle- a tactical nuclear bomb hitting. Those are things that would scare anybody outside of the markets in and of themselves. So it's 2022 is uh, definitely a, quite a, a nervous year for so, sure. So do you find that, and, and I, we talked a little bit about this this morning, that as the, as the news evolves and the headlines hit, that you get more, I don't know, people calling or sometimes i mean you feel their angst <laughs> well, uh, sure definitely i yeah. feel the anxiety almost every day lately just with all the news and everything going on but most of the clients we're working with we've been with for years and years and they've seen this before they're long-term investors um we for example many of them we went through 2008 2009 together came out of that stronger it was painful and it wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't fun at the yeah. time but so a lot of my um, clients have, have really seen different and more challenging markets. We know how to get through and we know how to come out the other side eventually. Uh, but they're never easy. But keep in mind, I mean, if you go back since 1926, for example, 74% of the time the markets are up. Mm-hmm. But that means 26% of the time the markets are down. Right. So, I mean, if you accept going in when you first start investing that, hey, one out of every four years, it's not going to be that fun. 
But the problem is nobody knows which one of those four it's going to be. All right, and the but, 24% hurt. Oh, yeah. They, they get, they're the ones that they remember. They, they yeah. certainly do. Yeah. Well, certainly and especially do. when people are around retirement age. Yeah. And, Tom, you and I were talking before. How many states do you have um, clients in? Yeah, we actually have a national company based here in Catonsville. So we have clients in 29 different states. Uh, we manage directly around $350 million plus or minus, depending on the day in the market. Um, so we have one of the bigger financial planning practices in the country. Our average competitor might have, say, $120 million, maybe $150 million. So we're more than double most of our average good competitors. And so many of them are retirees in these other states? Oh, yeah. I'd say probably 90% of the clients we work with are people that are either retired or almost retired. And so we're mostly a retirement shop. Um, and, you know, the common thing I hear all the time from retirees is, look, I'm retired. I don't have the time horizon I used to have. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a legitimate feeling, but we do plan for that. We usually, uh, when we're allocating clients' investments, we do what's called the three-bucket approach to distributions. And so we make sure we have plenty of safe money for their short-term cash needs and then plenty of reasonably safe money for the next five or seven years. So when the markets are volatile, we're not selling when prices are low. We have plenty of things to turn to that are holding their value a little better than most. What's the third bucket? Yeah, the third bucket's the growth bucket. Okay. Yeah, that's basically the um, guardianship against inflation over time. But at the same time, that's the most risky, most volatile bucket. So it's, um, you know, the first bucket's what people are living off of for the next 12, 18 months. The second bucket is after that first bucket's been spent down. Mm-hmm. It's usually about five to seven years of reasonably safe money. Um, and then the third bucket's the growth bucket. We're hopefully going to get most of the return. And I bet some people are thinking, oh, I better just put my money in the mattress right now because, you know, <laughs> yeah. things are so scary. Yeah. But obviously that's not. That's not a good uh, recipe for long-term success. Actually, the biggest risk over uh, a retiree's time horizon, for example, is actually taking too little risk. Because if you take too little risk, for example, if you have all your money um, buried in the backyard in a can because it feels safer than investing right now, you take $100,000, you put a 3% inflation rate, you come back in 24 years, well, guess what? You still have that $100,000. But in purchasing power, now it can only buy $50,000. But that's at a 3% inflation rate. Right Right. now we have obviously a much higher inflation rate problem. And so the last thing people want to do is leave cash for too long because if you're earning nothing, you're losing 8% that's a right. year right now. That's a pretty significant hit. Now, one positive thing that just happened very, very recently is short-term rates have increased quite a bit. And so, for example, on a one-year Treasury bill, you can actually get 4%. First time I've seen that in ages for uh, just a, a one-year Treasury bill. Um, you can look at Treasury notes. So there's lots of ways you can earn a return without taking as much risk. Those options didn't exist a couple of years ago. Like our first bucket was hardly earning anything. But now we're seeing better rates in the, on the short term, at least for now. We'll see what happens. Great. That's great. So I know that the advice is start saving for retirement as soon as you get your first job. But when do you normally see um, clients? Like the first, when are they first coming to you? Yeah, I usually see clients within three to five years Every of their time. retirement. Yeah. Um, I candidly, the, the really kind of unfortunate thing about the business is I would go out of business if I spent all my time talking to people with you know, that are say 20 years old that have three thousand dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of our clients have five hundred thousand or a million dollars that they've saved over time. 
And that's usually when I'm talking to them is after when they're really close to getting to retirement. And I also teach for the uh, state of Maryland. So I teach the retirement class in um, mostly Baltimore County. Mm-hmm. So, but what advice would you have for people who maybe are starting in their career? Save as much as you possibly can, as early as you can, and as often as you can, consistently dollar cost averaging. Um, but um, And for young people, they can save aggressively. I mean, it's a great time to be investing when prices are down 17% year to date. You, nobody ever knows where the bottom is, but if you consistently dollar cost average and you save you know, whether it's a good month or a bad month, no matter what's happened in Russia or what's happened in Ukraine or China, over time it works and it works quite well. Okay, great. Um, so the other thing I was wondering is what kinds of services can people expect when they come to see you? Well, we're a 100% fiduciary shop. We're 100% independent. So it's not like we work for ABC Mutual Fund and we're trying to sell you ABC Mutual Fund. We can buy and invest in literally anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but we, we are comprehensive financial planners, um, certified. And so often we start investors out with a retirement planning analysis, looking at cash flows, for example, assets, liabilities, uh, insurance, and really crunching the numbers, running real cash flow analysis and kind of looking at, hey, how much you're saving? When do you want to retire? What inflation rate are we going to use? What types of uh, pensions, if any? Um, so we are looking at the, the full uh, retirement planning analysis for people. So when, I was going to say, when somebody comes to you, because I'm, I'm like a, a non-investor interest person, I'll leave it to somebody else, and that would be you. But um, if, you know, if I were coming to you as a, as a real novice, but I really want to understand where my money's going, what's your first, um, what's your first response to me when I say, what's the thing to do? Yeah, we, we put everything in writing, mm-hmm. and we show people analysis. We show people research. We base every investment decision upon uh, fundamental research. And so well, we are uh, willing and able and often go into as much detail as clients want. Some clients want to see every nook and cranny of each investment. Mm-hmm. Um, some clients just want the general broad brush. And uh, often, after a certain period of time with clients, Usually conversations, hey, we're thinking about doing this or that based on what's happening in the markets. And usually the clients are, hey, what, whatever you think. I mean, it's a tough market. I mean, the, these are the type of markets that truly test investors. Mm-hmm. A lot of investors say, I'm a long-term investor. It's like Michael Tyson. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, right <laughs> now, this market is punching a lot of people in yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah. And it is testing, mm-hmm. hey, are you really a long-term investor or not? Right. Um, long-term is like five, next five, seven, ten years. Because, you know, selling when prices are low often is not a good idea. It's mm-hmm. not a good decision. So trying to keep people long-term, calm, on plan, make sure they have high quality. I think calm is good. Calm it's is very good. good. Well, it's, it's yeah. tough. I mean, calm it is, is, tough. is tough this year. It's not always. I mean, three out of four years are not too bad. Mm-hmm. One out of four is kind of rough. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think just accepting that and knowing that no one's going to know where the bottom is. Nobody's going to know when things start turning. I mean, that's the uncertainty investing that makes it challenging at times. Mm -hmm. And so you've been in Catonsville for a very long time, and I know you have um, a close relationship not only with the Chamber but other community organizations. Tom is a huge advocate for Catonsville Rails to Trails. Well, I knew the little railroad. 
I knew the train because oh, it was yeah? right down the street from where I grew up. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. So on Saturday mornings, we heard we heard the little train coming through when we would. I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to run all the way down the street because the train was there, mm-hmm. and I might you're be stupid your, and run. You're showing your age. I know I am. I know I am. <laughs> but I I know the train. Yeah. Yeah. My my, my parents both grew up in Irvington, mm-hmm. they so they, they know the train. The train. The other, right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And those trains were well used for a long period of time. And, and they stopped right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. They stopped right where we are. So, but tell us about your commitment to Catonsville Rails to Trails. Tra- trails to ra- oh, it's Rails to yeah, tra- Rails, rails to Trails. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're just a wonderful organization. Uh, they do a lot of good work. They build a lot of trails. Um, it's a 10, 20 year time horizon. Many of them are building trails that future generations are going to enjoy. So I like the permanency of it. I mean, we worked hard on the short line trail, for example. Um, you know, the trail that's going back by the uh, National Cemetery is Cemetery, wonderful. Cemetery, right. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, just this morning, I was walking on the uh, Spring Grove Trail, oh, okay. which was nice. That's the one I have to do yet. Yeah. And that's yeah. really neat. And yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, I'm active in um, a lot of the uh, different organizations, you know, whether it's Cadenceville Rails to Trails or Neighbor Space or uh, Friends of Patapsco um, Valley. I was just at a fundraiser for them last night, matter of fact, at Furnace Branch Inn. Um, and what was that? Uh, it's a, a great organization designed for um, trails in the parks, you know, for whether it's for mountain bikers or hikers. Just a wonderful group of volunteers, friends of Patapsco Valley. They, they do just great work. And then I'm uh, active in the Patapsco Heritage Greenway as well, which is another wonderful organization. So four or five different environmental organizations I try to personally give back to and help as well as um, being the current councilman for the next couple of months anyway. Yeah. I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the neighbor space. Yeah. Neighbor space. Yeah. They're an organization that is um, really active in trying to preserve open space inside what's called the URTL, the urban rural demarcation Mm -hmm. line. And uh, so they do good work in preserving like pocket parks or open space. We've got a few neighbor space projects. Matter of fact, even in the local area. Okay. That's great. And how long have you been a member of the chamber? Oh, wow. Long time. Way before the county council. Basically, when I moved in, in Uh 2001, I got active right away in the chamber uh, for a long time. I actually served as vice president of the Chamber of Commerce ages ago. Oh, really? Uh, Okay. I chaired the Economic Development Committee for many years and did the business awards. And yeah, so I've been active in the chamber for ages and on various capacity levels, not only an officer, sometimes running committees. Uh, I haven't done as much uh, since being on the county council for obvious reasons. Sure. But yeah, I was very, very active in the chamber. And I still try to get back. I try to, try to sponsor things where I can. So why do you think that's so important uh, to be a member of the chamber? Well, I mean, I think it's important uh, for business owners to join together and really try to promote economic activity and promote the vitality of the community. And I think there's strength in numbers and there's power in numbers of an organization and collective good. So I definitely uh, try to do what I can. That's wonderful. And, you know, uh, Tom is not only uh, is a huge supporter of Rails to Trails, but he's a huge user of the Rails to Trails, right? Every day. On the trolley trail. All the time. All the time? All the time. Do you have a favorite one? The favorite Um, section? I actually live right by one of them. So I like the section that goes from the end of Edmondson Avenue to Ellicott City. Mm -hmm. And I live in Oella, so I can just walk down the driveway and or walk down my hill and be on the trails. Yeah, my daughter lives right by the, um, the first part. I don't know what that part is called, the Paradise Area. Okay. So she's... Right at the at the corner, she walks, you know, a little bit, and off they go with the dog. 
Yeah, no, they're yeah. great. Trails they're, are great. They're lovely. And, you know, I, was, I got in some political heat at one point doing one of the trails close to, uh, you know, the cemetery, National Cemetery. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, I concluded, and eventually people that had concerns concluded that really good people use trails. Yeah. You know, then that's the fact of the matter. You walk on a trail, you see a lot of really good people, uh, families, um, pets. Yeah. Um, it's just, just, it's good health. It's good exercise. It's also yeah. in, in challenging markets. One of the things I always recommend to clients is, hey, take a break. Don't take watch CNBC. Right. Go out to a park <laughs> yeah. and take a walk. And it's kind of, you know, See it's the a green. Yeah. yeah. The other green. It really does help. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm always hiking because, yeah. you know, the job's a little stressful at times. And, sure. you know, yeah. being out in the park is a great way to relax and you realize that there's other things besides just markets going up and down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are trails going up and down. That's right. That's right. So, Tom, when you and I were talking before, you said you were affiliated with LPL Financial Advisors. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we use LPL Financial as our custodian, kind of where we keep our assets held. And they help us with our compliance and regulation and custody of the client's assets. And how large is that organization? Huge. They're the biggest independent uh, company in the country. They don't do advertising, so a lot of people are like, who's LPL Financial? Mm-hmm. But they are the largest independent uh, company with over 20,000 financial advisors. And I know, because you and I have talked before, mm-hmm. that um, your organization, your company, ranks pretty high in that uh, of all those ad- financial advisors. Yeah, we've been very lucky, very fortunate. We have a great client base. Uh, we're ranked right now about 135 out of 20,000 financial advisors. Wow, that's amazing. And I know you recently received an award as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been lucky and fortunate. Um, Forbes magazine ranks us as uh, one of their best in state for the past several years. That's wonderful. Uh, that must be quite the honor. It's a lot of work. And, you know, it's, it's you know, with, with clients, everything's, you know, about the present and about the future. Mm-hmm. And so we can't rest on our laurels. Every day is a new day. And mm-hmm. every day we're watching and examining and researching and analyzing. So, yeah, I mean, we've been lucky and fortunate, but we want to continue. And um, hard and hardworking. A lot of hours. <laughs> a lot of hours. But, I mean, we, we really are lucky. We have great clients. Uh, we enjoy the people we work with. We like the markets when they're up. We tolerate them when they're down. Um, and we try to stay on long-term financial plans. And clients that stay on financial planning and stay on uh, their overall asset allocation, even when times are tough, are usually the clients that have the best probabilities and outcomes because they don't panic and sell at the lows. They don't buy at the highs. You know, they buy good quality. They reinvest and they hold. And they ignore the day-to-day news that lately is very um, upsetting. And so we try to see through those things and look over the next seven or 10 years, make sure people are okay. Tom, thanks so much for spending time with us today. It was great talking to you. And um, I feel a little bit calmer about the markets. How about you, Mary? A little, little bit. bit. <laughs> just just the <laughs> tiniest bit. Whatever I know frightens me, but I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> this has been the Catonsville Chamber of Commerce podcast. Thanks for joining us today.